0: So my title of what I want to talk to you about today was, or is, Thankful for Grace. Okay. Grace, a very generic word. We say generic because a lot of people have heard grace, okay? Everybody has heard at one point in time, new Christian, seasoned Christian, preaching Christian. We've all heard the word grace. My three-and-a-half-year-old also knows the word grace but how she knows it is different from the way I know it. Her grace goes a little bit like this. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. That's her grace. Okay? Let's eat, right? Let's break bread. Right, Brother Steve? Chow down No, chow time? But that grace to a young three-and-a-half-year-old is not the same grace that I wanted to talk about today. If you would with me in 2 Corinthians Um, chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. Um, I have the new King James version up there. We can all read it together. Um, This is what I wanted to base um, my talk about, my experiment about today. Verse 7, it says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure verse 8 says concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord how many times three. three times that I might depart from me and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me verse 10 therefore I take pleasure In my infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now this is, in one way, I think we've all heard um, the key verse. Uh, In verse 9 it says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. The grace that Kara, my daughter, knows is sufficient for her because she just knows to give thanks. What we've taught her. You know to give thanks for your food because the food just didn't appear somebody worked for it somebody prepared it be thankful that you have a meal because there are some people who don't have a meal Mm -hmm. so that is the grace that is afforded to her for that short meal Um, but there's understanding the different meanings of grace and we all have heard that grace is the unmerited favor okay that you and i could not have purchase. We can't buy it on sale. We can't shop for it. We can't buy it. We can't bid on it. Um, You can't live without it. You definitely cannot live without the grace. You can't earn it and it only comes as a gift because everyone needs it. So that's a simple way of thinking it. The not so simple way says you can't give it unless you've received it first because you can't give away something you don't have. Okay. Okay. So for the new Christian who has not fully experienced a life where they have been challenged but in such a way that God's grace poured out all over this person's body, for them to go through something in such a way that they can understand the grace that was given and bestowed or exemplified or showed on this person, they're not there yet. So it might take a person a lifetime to experience it, to learn it, to teach it, but to be able to apply it is a whole other difference. It's a whole other thing. So I came up with an easy way, and it's the last sentence, for me to understand how it personally relates to me. This is the word grace to me. God's redemptive act to Christians for all eternity. Okay? And the reason why I... I'm, it's, 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 it's five letters, right? G-R-A-C-E. Okay? And it's to some people, it's very simple. But to me, it's very complicated. Um, so backtrack. Um, so this young man 10 years ago... This month, during the season of Thanksgiving, came back to Houston on his journey from far, far, far away. Far away, uh, away from family, away from friends, uh, away from support. So in a sense, um, I was traveling and I was doing work and I was on a journey. Let's say it was my desert place. Okay? And in my journey, in my desert place, I became lost. Uh, I became weary. I became weak. I became vulnerable, Um, I was susceptible to a lot of um, not happy things, evil things. Um, We call those affirmities, okay? Things that have been poked at you, things that have pierced you one way, physically, mentally, um, spiritually, um, and in all sorts of ways, um, you know, my life was just torn upside down 10 years ago this month. Okay. <clears throat> For the generic terms of grace, okay, there's a few that we already know: uh, the grace of forgiveness, okay, mm-hmm. the grace of acceptance, the grace of His presence, the grace of empowerment the grace of deliverance or freedom, and the grace of restoration. Okay? This is six of you know, 20-something that I saw or I researched, and I found out that these six were um, very important to me. Okay? For without each um, different type of grace, it builds upon the grace before that. For example, the grace of forgiveness had God not poured out his blood on the cross for my sins and my inequities and for everything that I was going to ever do that would ever hurt or make God unhappy and every sin that I was ever going to commit from the time I was born to the time I leave this earth it's the grace of forgiveness okay because I don't deserve it I never deserved it we didn't deserve it for the grace of acceptance the way I looked at it was no matter what I did wrong I could still come back to my father okay my dad knows this too. No matter what I did wrong, he always had that door open. He says, I could always come back. He didn't like it. I got in trouble. A lot of trouble and a lot of trouble. But as a father and personally as a father now, doesn't matter what my kid would do. They can still come back to me because I'm always going to love them that way. The grace of his presence, meaning God loved us so much, gave so much grace upon our life that he gave us enough room and he gave us enough freedom To make our own decisions but he never went too far away so the grace of his presence means we are allowed to do the things that we do we're allowed to make the decisions that we will will make okay whether it be good or bad but god will never leave us he will never leave us he'll never leave us he'll never leave us he'll never leave us he'll never leave us us. the grace of empowerment empowerment means once you have um visualized you have made your mistake okay there's an opportunity for you to come back to God and say, God, I messed up. I messed up royally. Okay? Even when the guilt of the world wants to drown you out, kick you out, kick you to the curb, God says, it's okay. Everybody's sinned. Okay? There's, there's no sinless person that ever walked this earth except for one. Okay? And the last two, grace of deliverance of freedom or the grace of restoration means that I'm not done yet. Okay? as a young person and as a person who is still breathing, so everybody who is still breathing is still young, right? Um, we're not done yet. The fact that we are here is God is continuously restoring us, continuously breaking us down sometimes to allow us an opportunity to come back to the Father with the right attitude, okay, and understanding that grace is what brings us back to him. Okay? So back to Second Corinthians um, 7 through 10. This is a story about the Apostle Paul. The thorn in the flesh is what the story is titled. Mm-hmm. And I put the Apostle Paul, the VIP. Okay? Because the Apostle Paul was just not Paul the Apostle. He was Apostle Paul. Okay? He was the Apostle Paul. Okay? Uh, so not only was he always at God's side, not only was he always able to be close to God, walk with him, have the walks in the garden with him, and I just visualize a dad and a young boy just walking like through the park or hanging out at the zoo or hanging out by the lake. I just envisioned that Paul looked up and said, yeah, that's Papa. Papa's going to take care of me. Papa's going to have my back. Yeah. But in one point in time, Paul experienced, and this is starting in verse 7 and 8, um, A thorn. Okay, verse seven, the second part of that. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded to the Lord three times that I might depart from that it might depart from me. So, what was this thorn? Okay, it was not necessarily a, um, a rose bush. It wasn't, a, you know, a, a splinter. It wasn't a shard of glass or anything like that. Um, it was a. Possibly a physical thorn, okay? So a thorn to Peter meant it could have been something physical, could have been something mental, could have been something spiritual. Um, We call those afflictions, okay? Something that has been put on you or put in you to pierce your very, very skin, and it could have been a physical. And the reason why I believe, or it's been said and argued to believe, that it was something physical was so that later on, nowadays, we could relate to it. If it was so something so spiritual, something so high above what we now could consider or what we can now could um, fathom, we might not be able to relate to it, because that might just been something between the VIP, Paul the apostle, and God himself. So the reason why it was probably something, you know, physically debilitating, was so that we can relate, and so that later on it could be a blessing. And later on, it could be a lesson. A blessing and a lesson for all mankind. If it was something above and beyond what we had never experienced before, well, maybe only the VIPs and God could experience it, and then, therefore, most of the Bible wouldn't be applicable. But this Bible was written so that one day, whoever should study it and read it and meditate upon God's word would be able to teach, preach, be blessed, and so on and so forth. So why was it a blessing? Um, I said blessing, so even when it weighed heavy on Paul, asking many times to be taken away, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Lord, it hurts. It's okay. My grace is sufficient for thee. Lord, I can't walk, okay? It's okay. My grace is sufficient for thee. Lord, it really hurts. It's interfering with this part of my life, but my grace is sufficient. Lord, I don't want to see another person ever in my life. Lord, I don't want to ever talk to somebody about this in my life. Lord, I'm talking about this young man 10 years ago, okay? Lord, I don't think I could ever live another day of my life. My grace is sufficient for thee. It always will be. God's redemptive act to Christians for all eternity, grace. So how is it a blessing, this guys? Well... The blessing in disguise only comes about because it was, number one, it was something personal to me, okay? Um, I did not open the door to my window, I did not open the door uh, to my room for everybody to see me cry, okay? I didn't mope around, I didn't walk out in the world and say, woe is me, life is horrible, I don't wanna live, I did all this by myself. I experienced it and I thought about it. Uh, Yes, I was a little bit younger, yes, I was slightly more immature, um, still handsome, still humble, but the fact of the matter was um, it was something personal to me, okay? Um, the reason why it was something personal to me was I experienced guilt, I experienced uh, embarrassment, uh, I experienced, um, you, know, a, a, you know, I had the wind knocked out of my sail, okay? I had my, the mast of my sail broken and thrown into the ocean. I was floating away, wandering away, no rope, no lifesaver, no nothing. Um, I was drowning, Okay, I was stuck in the mud. Whatever you want to call it, I, I was up to here with life. But the blessing is, here I am 10 years later, for me to tell you that God's grace was and is sufficient for me and you. Okay? Second Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, it's one of the first Bible verses um, when I met Pastor Lam, probably a um, little bit over nine and a half years ago. The first one of his first messages was, "But for a moment, but 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 for a moment." For a moment. The reason why I kept saying it over and over was, I had his sermon recorded on, on an MP three. Okay, and when I heard it personally, uh, in person, uh, it was awesome. Meaning every single word that he spoke. I felt was revelation to me. Um, every single tear that I cried felt like it had been put back into my face. Okay? Every heartache or every um, sleepless night, I felt like I regained slowly, slowly the peace to have sleep full nights. Okay? This is why I believe when he, when he spoke that message a long to, time ago was to remind me that it was but for a moment. So the thorn can be used to testify of God's goodness A testimony. And I said very early on that it can't be a blessing, it can't be a testimony until you speak of it. Okay. Otherwise, it's just my personal journey. Okay? And the blessing behind it is here I am. Still standing. Okay. Still got this, still going. All right. Hebrews ten twenty-three says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he promised, for what he who promised is faithful. Such an awesome verse, okay, and I knew about this, I experienced it, I read it, but it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me until the word steadfast, okay? Remain still and steadfast. Sometimes we're very, very quick um, to react, uh, to be defensive, um, you know, the enemy takes a shot at you and you wanna take the first shot back, okay? You don't, you don't wanna back down. I understand that, you know, that's a human nature uh, who likes to be beat down, okay? Who likes to get hit in the face, personally, I don't like it. You know you know I took out a, a, a little challenge and I challenged the sidewalk to see which one was harder. The sidewalk won, and I couldn't hit the sidewalk back. but the reason why I said that was sometimes you just need to just just stand your ground okay if, if you're too quick to react sometime okay if you're too quick to react sometimes you, you might jump the gun, okay You might do things uh, a little bit out of the order okay. Um, thought there was like a, a bad picture back there God's redemptive act to Christians for all eternity I'm going to start jumping into the why I use the word redemptive the reason why I use the word redemptive was it wasn't for free there was an exchange Okay. the act of being redeemed is the act that I want to talk to you about today it's my, the act or the story about me being redeemed from where I was 10 years ago 10 years is a, a pretty significant number to me um, His redemptive act was there was an exchange. God had poured out his blood for all mankind. But for me, God had poured out his blood so that I knew that there was more to life than just that particular moment. So the lesson that Paul experienced, Paul the VIP, Paul the apostle experienced, um, it was never about the thorn. Okay? It was never about the affliction. It was never about the heartache that I went through. It was never about, you know, experiencing depression, like significant, a really, really, really dark depression. It was never about um, the sleepless nights or the medication or the dependencies. It was never anything about that. And this is what, you know, God spoke of um, for Paul. So even though Paul was the VIP, he was given much revelation, favor, and vision as one of the VIPs even Paul was susceptible to the corrupting nature of the flesh. A physical feeling okay, that we feel in our flesh, um, it's just a fleshly reaction. okay, But spiritually, it has a lot more significance. So through the breaking of the flesh, God's servants are made humble, and the power of Christ shines through their lives. So when Apostle Paul, the VIP, asked God or asked the Lord to take away this infirmity, this thorn, he didn't really know exactly why that thorn was in place. He knew that it, it was not really from Satan. It wasn't to sabotage him. Okay? This thorn was allowed to happen um, for Paul to experience because God allowed it to happen. And the reason why was Paul was becoming prideful. He was becoming arrogant. He was stepping away from being humble. Okay? And when you step in t- away from being humble, you do things and it's not out of love anymore. You start doing things selfishly. You take away, you walk away from your dependency of God. Okay? You take that away, then there's no need for a God. That's not the way it was done, designed. Pastor Lama always told me, like, it was perfect. It was perfect, perfect by design. Okay? It was meant to be just like that. It was meant to have um, a way for us to come back to the Lord. Whenever we needed Him, He was there. Whenever He thought He was too far, he was still there, but he also allowed us the freedom to make our own choices. Yeah. So through the breaking of the flesh, God's servants are made humble, and the power of Christ shines through your lives to keep us humble and dependent on Christ and his power and not our own. So a lot of times we step in front of what God is going to allow us to experience, uh, and when it goes our way, we give, we give credit, we give thanks to the Lord, okay? But when it doesn't go our way, what do we do? We blame the Lord, okay? It wasn't him. We stepped in front of him. And that's the love. That's the, the grace of freedom that I mentioned early on. He allowed us to experience life because we're only here temporarily anyways, right? Okay. But he also gives us, he loves us so much that he allows us to experience um, earth this way. This is God's redemptive act to Christians for all eternity. So yes, the lesson was never about the thorn. It was about the purpose of the thorn. So I wanna look into the verse, uh, into, back into the words. Um, God's provision for Paul was and is sufficient used in the present adverb or verb tense. The reason why my it says my grace is sufficient, it was purposely done like that Paul back then. It's applicable to us today and it's applicable to us in future generations forever and ever and that's why i said for christians for all eternity because for Kara and my young boy and my friends and my neighbors what they experience in grace today they will pass on so that future generations can experience that same grace always used in the present tense it was adequate then always and was designed to meet the needs for all generations past and present and in the future Matthew 11, 28-30 says, Come to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is one of the verses that I wish I knew by heart when I, I jumped into my journey 10 years ago because I felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. Okay, That was a, um, a forgetting of the freedom of um, proximity. Knowing that God was there all along, I had been saved almost all my life, okay? as a in, by, by middle school, I understood fully where my faith was going. I knew that my parents had instilled and took us to church, even though it was early on Sunday. We didn't like it. We went, we put our offering in, and we home, you know, and it was just a Sunday. But I never knew that my foundation was laid super, super early on in life. So I thank my parents for that, for going the extra mile to keep us going um, the reason why I mentioned Matthew 11 28-30 um, not only did I forget about it um, I didn't want to believe it actually um, the reason why I didn't want to believe it was I had made my personal problem so personal that I didn't even give God the acknowledgement or the acceptance that he was more powerful than my personal problem Okay, and that's To me, that's that's one of the most significant parts of my journey was I I really felt that I had experienced something nobody ever had ever experienced, okay? I felt so down on myself and I felt so um, physically beat up that it was just me and God. And at one point in time, I just said, God, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm struggling, I am i struggling. You've thrown me the rope, I'm hanging on the rope, but it feels like this rope keeps stretching longer and longer. Farther and farther, I know you're hanging on to it, I'm hanging on to it, but Matthew 11 says 28, okay? 11, 28 says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There was nothing that God will allow you to go through that you cannot handle, and that is the truth of the matter. Nothing that you experience will ever be more than what God can take care of, okay? So the lesson, it was never about the thorn, it was about the purpose of the thorn, I keep going back to that. Because my affliction is different from your affliction. Okay? We all have different afflictions. But what is the purpose of the affliction? It's not to wipe out mankind. Okay? It's for us to personally experience God in such a way, okay, that brings us back to him if you have strayed away, um, gets you to know him if you've never heard of him, okay? And it gets you to continuously lead a life that continuously shows you are connected to the God of all gods. You're connected to the gracious God that affords you all these things and died for every single thing wrong that you would ever do to hurt yourself, your family, and to bring harm and shame to to your heavenly Father. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I knew this for a long time, I knew this verse, it's one of my favorite verses I've ever learned, um, but when you experience the word of God and you can uh, relate the word of God, um, it, it means so much more. It has a bearing on your life to where if anybody ever says, you know what, I got a verse for that, you know. In, um, in our culture, uh, in the um, tech age, they always said, uh, I've got an app. For that, okay, we should probably change that and said, I got a verse for that. Because everything that man was going to experience, there was there's a verse in there for you. I guarantee you, it might take you forever to find it in all these pages, okay, but with research and with Google and with friends and family and everything, I guarantee you, there's got to be a verse for that. If there's not a verse for that, there's somebody in this world that has experienced what you experienced. There's a blessing for that, okay? What I walked through was a blessing. What I walked through is also a lesson. So the same way that Paul had experienced a thorn, an affliction physically that almost ripped him apart, but was never too far away from God, okay? God said, my grace is sufficient for you, sufficient for thee. Um, I'm not going to be long today, but this is the reason why I wanted to say... um, Amanda's here, uh, Pastor Lem is not here, but that's okay, my parents are here. This is a 10-year anniversary for me, okay? Um, this is a pretty significant month. I am most thankful for the grace that God gave me, um, the grace that, to me, uh, represents God's redemptive act um, to Christians for all eternity. So what happened to me 10 years ago, okay? Okay. Um, I'll spare you all the details because it's kind of bloody, kind of gory, and (laughs) just wasn't all that really, really remarkable. But the most important thing about it was, it was a long time ago, and I don't dwell upon it, but it's fresh enough, and the reason why it's still significant is because God wanted to remind me that there was a blessing uh, in my story, uh, and there was also a lesson to be told And a blessing can only be a blessing if you share it, okay? Otherwise, it's just a personal journey. And I am no more effective than the next person if I don't share uh, my story, okay? So what I'm most thankful for is grace, God's redemptive act to Christians for all eternity. Um, The reason why I came up with this verse um, to be both a blessing uh, and an honor To be, um, you know, as we, not a really big fan of Halloween, but I am a big fan of Thanksgiving. Okay, uh, it brings a lot of personal uh, reminders of where I used to be, where I am currently, and the promises that I hold on to where God is going to take me. Um, that is the lesson. Um, the thorns are meant to slow you down. It's okay. Okay? There's a Bible verse that says, In this world, you will have troubles. Okay? But take peace. Okay? For I have overcome. That means for everything that you were ever going to struggle with, it's okay. Easy, shmeezy. Okay? God's got it covered. Okay? Apostle Paul, the VIP, he struggled. Okay? Struggled enough to ask God three times, Lord, please, (laughs) you know, (laughs) let me be done with this. Okay? Yes, yeah, so the second time, you no know, it hurts, it really hurts. It's, it's taken the wind out of my sails. Um, I'm not functional, you know, I'm not feeling happy. My grace is sufficient for thee, my grace is sufficient for thee. Um, the thorns are meant uh, to hurt you, but they're not meant to take you out, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, the things that, think that things that could take you out are far more Uh, powerful than a thorn that God allows you to experience. Um, It is something that we normally don't display. It's not a trophy. Depression, okay? Alcoholism, dependence. These are not my trophies that I want everyone to know about, okay? I have uh, a shield, a personal barrier, okay, that I stand behind because that's my mechanism. That's the way I deal with things. But because these thorns are my thorns, I don't want to tell anybody, but you can tell one person. It'll be a-okay. He welcomes you, okay, to, to, to make yourself vulnerable. He wants you to be broken. He wants the thorn to puncture, to puncture your tire, okay? Uh, he wants to slow you down long enough, okay, so that you can experience him in such a personal way that it becomes a blessing and a lesson. And I'm going to end pretty shortly. I just want to say a few things about um, what makes it a personal blessing and lesson for us to be reminded um, to lean on God so that we might fully experience the glory of God's powerful grace, discredit anything else, including ourselves. A lot of times we do things, uh, we pray for things, we act upon those things, and... With talent, uh, with favor, a lot of times those things come to pass. Okay? And we take credit for it. When you take credit for it, that means you step in front of God and you discredited God. Okay? That's not perfect by design. That's imperfect. That is who we are, sinful uh, by nature. Okay? For when I am weak, then I am strong. God is most... Um, visually um, given the most credit when you see somebody pass through a journey, uh, come out of a place that you don't think anybody can come out of, the darkest and darkest of caves, the darkest and darkest parts of the world. When that person comes out, stands firm and claims I've been bought by the blood of Christ, I've been born again by the blood of Christ, I've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. Uh, I've been made whole again. I've been made better by the blood of Christ. Okay? I've been restored by the blood of Christ. Um, I was once lost, but now I'm found by the blood of Christ. I was weak. I'm no longer as weak. I want to remain weak enough to know that I can rely on God to give me the strength. Okay, And that's me just being real. Okay, I'm not perfect. Neither one Nobody is perfect. There was only one perfect person who ever walked this earth. Um, The reason why I said I'm not perfect, it it keeps me in check. I jokingly say my hair is amazing, okay, the smile's great, the food's pretty decent uh, at my place, Uh, but it keeps me in check. Um, The reason why I want to keep in check is I don't ever want to go back to the place where I came from, and that's the lesson. It's not a lesson if you don't learn from your mistakes, okay? My dad won't tell me, or he won't tell you, but I used to make a lot of mistakes. I used to make the same mistakes over and over and over and over. Um, and I got into trouble, bigger, 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 and bigger, bigger, uh, but I kept making that same mistake. And finally one day, it just hit me in the head, and said, You're not supposed to be doing that anymore, okay? It's time to grow up, you know? The ways of a young man are not always supposed to be with you. The ways of a slightly older man um, are; those are your ways. My ways are not Caleb's ways. My wife's ways are not Kara's ways. Ways. Um, the grace that Kara knows is not the grace I used to know that I used to know that one as well. But the grace that she understands is not the grace that I wanted to just live by. It's it's a young mentality. It's it's only fitting for a certain time as you grow and you experience what grace means to you it's a personal and a powerful message for everybody around you okay, so 10 years ago it's done okay? and I'm glad um, I didn't like the journey okay? and the thorns hurt like heck okay, man those thorns hurt thorns really hurt but it was enough for me to be slowed down to really really say I had left God's side for years I walked away from my faith. I didn't do anything to grow my faith. I didn't do anything to upkeep. I didn't do anything to maintain my faith. All I did was live my life. Selfishly squandered everything that I made, abused, um, broke my body down for things that were not going to ever, ever, ever glorify. Um, but His grace is sufficient for me, for thee, for you. It doesn't matter what way you translate it. God's grace is always going to be sufficient for you. If you wouldn't mind, could we all just please stand?